Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ick girls, we the ish girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom, sit down, boot, triple your boom. Jenny. This is Lindsay. What's up? Uh, and this week our, on our podcast, obviously, I think you would have to be not even using the internet full stop or even consuming any media to not know about everything that is going on in America and its knock-on effects in across the world, to be honest. Um, so we have chosen uh, to do a podcast about it this week, but we also didn't want it to be a like, two white women, middle class Come on and talk about racism in Ireland because obviously we've never been we have no experience with victims that. of racism. So what we decided to do so um, obviously my you just listened to her deadly song that you listen to every week is um, such a massive part of the podcast. She plays our shows with us and everything. We wanted to reach out with to her and a couple other friends um, that we know to give their experiences of. We asked them three questions. Okay, so. The, um, we have four people, right? Four people. Two yeah. guys, two girls. Um, uh, black people who, yeah, we wanted to just put out the questions. These three questions, I thought were kind of like encompassing of like to get a like well-rounded idea of yeah. something that like we don't know, we don't have an experience of. So the first question was, um, how was your experience being in Ireland as a black person growing up? Um, in Ireland and then the second question is how have you been dealing with everything that's been going on in the media because I can imagine it's like super fucking triggering and overwhelming overwhelming and bizarre to see that that's even happening and the third question is to leave it on like a positive note is to think of like how like what's the next step forward like how can we move forward to better this and to stop this happening like what can we do because I think uh, miss the whole like mentalness of the riots and the murders and the brutality and everything you're like when is this going to end we shouldn't be here now at, in 2020 so like we need to know how the fuck to move past this especially now finally it really has like this has happened for since the beginning of time yeah but like now either way on social media it's been finally kind of like fucking everywhere and really going up like really going viral and stuff which is like not happened with many other stories that have kind of like bloop been like there for a day mm. and gone so hopefully it maintains this um the stamina yeah and just opening up the discussion so we are first going to play mys because um, she's just such a close friend of the podcast she's an amazing friend of ours and you guys listen to her every single week with that maybe you don't even know but you are listening and dancing to her song and she has given our podcast so much energy and life so we wanted to let you guys know a bit about her story and get her get to know her a little bit better yeah and in the description and on instagram we're going to be posting everyone's social media so follow them in there as well because like you know 
it's just like if you're listening to her follow my and support her yeah. and stuff like that because she goes on live she is a wealth of knowledge she's a poet in the way she speaks which you'll hear now and um um i wasn't aware of how different i was until i got a bit older and it has made certain situations tough especially being a woman already being undermined as a woman but then being undermined as a black woman and i think once i got into college and into the workplace i realized um that i was different and i was made aware every single day that i was different and that me being black meant i was inferior me being black meant I wasn't intelligent enough. Me being black meant I was disorganized. Me being black meant I didn't deserve to have the same positions as someone else, even though I had more qualification and I had more knowledge. So it was tough. And um, I'm reminded of that every single day that I am a black woman. And it's almost as if I'm not worthy enough I'm not good enough and I'll never be good enough. With everything that's been going on, I haven't been able to sleep, honestly speaking, and it's really been affecting my mental health because it seems like every single day something new happens, every single day something's being highlighted. And I'm grateful that we do have social media and social media has highlighted those things to make people aware that this is someone's reality, this is my reality, and it's something that I'm afraid of every single day. Like, can you imagine wanting to experience life and wanting to explore the world but having to look up oh maybe it's not safe for a black person to travel here maybe i won't be received the way i would imagine because i'm black maybe i will get disrespected because i'm black and um with all the events such as even for me personally being an artist seeing the likes of um other artists which i won't name but um they're pretty out there at the moment um I'm getting gigs for other black artists or hip hop artists, but having said very negative racist things about black women, it reminds me every day that being black in Ireland and being an artist, um, no matter how talented you are, you won't get that opportunity because you are black. Um, it's the situations in the world are affecting me a lot because I see myself in that place. The only difference is the fact that I'm in Ireland and thankfully so, um, there the guards aren't allowed to have guns. People can't actually um, come up to you and just kill you because they don't have the weapons to. But with the things that I see on Twitter, I can only imagine what if, what if that's a possibility? What if that becomes my reality? And I'm scared. I think the issue of racism is very complex. I don't actually have the answer. I've been debating it for days and days, and honestly, I don't know anymore. But I know for sure that there is power in unity. I know for sure that people need to unlearn and relearn. I know for sure that people need to be empathetic and loving and kind and understanding and be willing to listen to people's experiences without being defensive, without being 
um, without coming up with excuses. Just listen and be there and understand that just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. But so far, I don't have the answer, but I hope someone out there does. And I hope that we can come together and figure it out together. So that was my who spoke so well, so, so well. Amazing. Um, so now we have Luca, who is going to talk about his experience being a black man in Ireland. Yeah, just in normal life, like when I'm going to interviews or I'm going to castings or I'm going to help an old lady pull a trolley or I'm going to speak to an old lady about um location that I need to get to or what am I saying, old lady? We speak to anyone that was white that I needed to ask something. I'd have to I have that mentally like that mental thing already drilled into me that this person is already like looking at me in a way whereas if i approach her she's thinking the worst so i need to come to her you know put on the white voice like hello how are you are you getting on and be very very soft when i'm approaching it's like why the fuck is that any way to live like why do i have to do that like i don't have to do that why can't i just come to someone like myself i'm not aggressive at all so why do i have to then think i am aggressive because this is what they've been pushing onto us for so long. It's like, oh, yeah, this fucker, he, don't go near him. He, look, he has this hood up. He'll probably take your shit. He'll probably rob you or something like that. The fuck you talking about? I've never robbed anyone in my life. Like, ever. Like, what? If anything, did that person I'm speaking... Oh, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm sidetracking. So, yeah, growing up in Ireland comes down to it like there's still Ireland again is not anything like anywhere else I think it was more so ignorance than anything people just didn't understand how black people operated and obviously us being in this country we adapted to them so it's like it was very easy to for us to do like Irish people things and like understand the culture and stuff like that but it came to a point where like they had to speak to us or like do something like like understand us it was just stuff they knew from like TV or stuff that they like had seen somewhere or like again their favorite celebrity that's black like do you know what I mean they just like they just think that that's how they're supposed to go about things but it just really isn't and I think yeah and it's just it just really wasn't like that it just really wasn't the case and I wasn't really like how things were supposed to go about it was just more so ignorance than anything yeah. I think moving forward this is the second question, I think. Yeah, so moving forward I think the only thing that I really, really want to push out and like really, really want people to do is just like educate yourself. Like that's the only thing. Like I've seen like that's really the like that's really the result for most of this. It's like you go and educate yourself. Like, I've had people come back to me and be like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't actually know, like, this is like, this is how it is. Like, I didn't know that because I was so blind to it. And, like, that privilege thing is so real. Like, you don't even understand. Like, you, you have no idea. Some people just, like, because it's not them, it's like, you're just, you're just not bothered by it. And I've been in that situation, like, where, like, some things happened to me in school, you know, happened to, like, someone I know in school, and the fact that it's not me, I'm not bothered by it. Like, it's like this thing of like, oh, I, 
that's not like my my reaction should be that okay that's fucked up like i should stop that like i shouldn't let that happen but i just go ahead with my life because okay at least it's not happening to me so i do care but me walking away shows that i don't care if you get me so yeah i think educate yourself just listen like it's <laughs> a big one just listen don't say don't say like oh like i'm not a racist or oh like you're like you no one's no one's being racist towards you or like i don't know what your privilege you're talking about or like or just all these stupid responses like there's no need for it just listen to what a man is saying and you'd actually understand like just listen <laughs> this is all i can say like just listen and educate yourself and then as for those in america that are going through hell on earth i think oh honestly but it looks like they look like they're about to go through like civil war or something i think we need to the the, the only way they can be helped is if people actually go for the people in power in their own countries like we need to force our leaders to get onto them i'm sounding like some i'm not any i'm not on any political standpoint any in any way shape or form like i I don't i don't i don't speak for a mass group of people only recently i've started to use my voice because if you don't use your voice you're rendered useless so that was luca again all these people are going to be tagged on our instagram stories and in the uh, description of this podcast and next up we have another good friend of the podcast katya if anyone has been to our first show in vicar street she was on stage with us um for vicar street she was a part of our show with her boyfriend and her and dara have a great youtube channel they actually made a really good video if you're looking to kind of learn more they're obviously a mixed race couple and they made a video on kind of their experiences mixed race couple which is very interesting uh but here are her voice notes on the same questions okay so growing up black in ireland um was definitely definitely an interesting experience um i have to say i had a very happy childhood i have uh, amazing parents but you know I did also grow up a bit confused. Um, I was the only girl that looked like me in my class for so long, from junior infants up until first year. Um, you kind of grow up with a bit of a complex, like you grow up with this self-hate. Not to say that, you know, not to say that you hate, your, you hate yourself, but you hate a lot of things about yourself. I can remember I hated my lips. I used to suck them in. Um, sometimes in class so my lips could look like everyone else obviously I was delusional like no one else was telling me to do this but I you know I just believed that I wanted to fit in I would sometimes wear t-shirts on my head to make sure like oh I have flowy hair and all this stuff you know I was ashamed that my hair grew upwards you know I had an afro but something I'm very proud of today but definitely um you grow up with um kind of like an identity crisis um i i also grow grew up with a lot of blatant racism um especially in the area i grew up in i grew up um well i'd say the beginning of my childhood i grew up in, in lucan which wasn't that bad at all um but i i did end, end up moving to 
Blanchardstown, which is a def- definitely a different socioeconomic area, um, there were a lot of people that were quite ignorant and maybe had never seen a black person before or never befriended them. And um, there was a lot of name calling, monkey sounds made, <laughs> house was egged, car vandalized. Um, this was quite normal, the intimidation I grew up in grew up with um yeah so it it was also scary there was I remember there was definitely a part of my childhood where I was scared as a black person living in Blanchardstown um other than that I I would definitely say I had some amazing experiences too um I I do feel like it it is important to shed a light on the positive experiences I had. I almost, as I grew up, I fell in love with my blackness and I used it as an advantage, you know. I kind of, um, you know, being different made me stand out and also in a good way. Uh, It made me have different views and, and different opinions. And I had a very good experience with secondary school, um, being a representative on student councils and other committees. And I never felt like it stopped me academically at all. Um, It was mainly just dealing with the personal racism targeted towards me and um, the identity crisis, 100%. With everything going on with the world right now, all I can say is that I truly feel like I feel emotional. I feel I feel emotional. I feel overwhelmed. I feel disappointed. I feel I also feel prideful. Um, obviously, all the negative f- feelings um, are triggered by these hashtags, these continuous hashtags, these videos. Every and and do you know what these these crimes the crimes we see are only the ones that are being recorded and it breaks my heart to know that so much more is happening um and even in ireland as well like it it does make me reflect on all the negative things that has happened to me because of the color of my skin and my peers as well um and i i think something about this time has just made everyone stand up to say enough is enough and it might seem overwhelming because I feel like at once everybody started to share their experience of growing up black in Ireland and any kind of uh, discrimination they faced or or more hashtags and more police brutality videos everything has kind of been shared at once because this moment it's like white people have been like okay we're listening so we have just literally shot everything out at them and we've been letting them know everything that's been happening so seeing these negative these negative experience being highlighted and being spoken out about was just just draining um I I also want to say that this time also feels very different it feels different because people are are opening their their ears people are using their eyes people are you know standing up for what's what's right and what's wrong you know um we have so many white allies right now in this day and age and I think it's so important to shed a light on the good people because we we always forget the good people because the negative will always outshine 
the the positive i personally i personally feel that way um so why i i, I do also have pride is because yesterday in dublin city the scenes were just incredible to me i genuinely thought they would only be 100 200 people and like i knew some of the people organizing this protest and i'm like oh my god that's great you know there's gonna be a couple couple hundred like that'd be unreal if 200 people showed up and then i arrived there at three o'clock and there are thousands like it felt like it just felt like something monumental and it just shows me how unreal irish people are like just the absolute power we have when we come together um I just felt like crying. I, I really felt like crying at so many points of the day. Um, and I'm sure people can see this from social media and, and sharing it and, and seeing everything on RTE and the Irish Times that we showed up. Irish people showed up. Um, and there's something that you should be so proud about. Um, anyone that has supported anyone uh, that has posted on social media, anyone that has actually stood up in person to a racist for your black friend, props to you. Or even in the absence of your black friend, props to you. I really do think millennials are making such a change with so many issues in the world right now. And um, yeah, I, I just think that it's a it's an amazing time to be alive um, and things will be different things will definitely be different from here on out loved that from Katya so oh, so beautiful so here is my friend Dennis this is the last voice message that we have and then we are going to discuss okay um, so yeah as far as like living in Ireland as a black person it's always been a bit weird for me especially just because um, I'm obviously mixed race my mum's white and my dad's black and so my dad would have worked my mum would have been at home minding me and the sisters and she used to bring us into school she'd bring me to school and everyone would assume that I was adopted and shit like that um, that's just, this is including black people as well so I never really felt like I was accepted by either community because like for black people I was too white and for white people I was like too black or whatever um, but definitely it's it's changed since I first came here in like 99 or 2000 um, it used to be a lot worse it was just a lot more ignorance and like not necessarily like vile violent racism or anything like but it was kids that would like you know they obviously hear their parents making comments about you know immigrants coming in and black immigrants coming in so even though i came from canada and i was like born in europe i was like just lumped in with all them like oh you can come in on the like the back of a, a truck or something you know so that was always a bit harsh but i think um it's definitely changed since since i first came here and like my sisters have a very different experience obviously they're girls as well so there's not a whole as much fighting and stuff like that but yeah i think it helped me grow as a person in general uh, as for like the situation at the moment, um, obviously I was super angry when I saw the video. Um, I was as angry as any of them, you know, and shit, maybe if I lived in America, I might even be one of the rioters, you know, I might be wanting to cause chaos because like what else are you going to do, you know? But um, I don't know, I don't think that kind of thing really affects us as much anymore. I've always noticed, like, this, like as I said, being mixed race, I look at it differently. I've always noticed that it's actually like travelers and... Um, like people of like lower income that live in council estates or like the flats that actually get more harassed by cops than black people over here like i've never been really harassed by cops 
and like you know i'm black and i walk around in jeans and whatever some converse so i've never been harassed but like maybe if i was wearing a trackie and like some air max i, I would um but uh I, I feel like it's it's changing now because there's obviously more young black people in lower advantaged areas that are getting involved with those people that are from here and they're ending up in gangs and in drug situations and you know um i can kind of understand it though because as i said like when i was younger growing up it, we were so we were so bullied and beaten that lots of black people just end up ganging together into groups of black people where they protect each other and they ended up becoming the gangs that are ending up now just beating up random white people you know so i don't condone it but i understand where it came from and with this current situation I don't know like how we can move forward and um, definitely the riding's not the way to go i think that they're just gonna like the only way to really make steps in america anyway is to meet that violence with organized violence and i don't mean like let's go out and organize riots i mean like organized policing of the police like the black panthers used to do go out have have lads that are like you know policing the police they're out they're out and about if they see a black person getting harassed by cops to they'll go over see what's happening and protect that person and shoot the cop if necessary you know as as is their second amendment right to self-defense and the right to bear arms i'm not for guns but i'm for the use of guns defending yourself against an oppressive government system which is exactly what i think that the black panthers used to do and then they were infiltrated and obviously dismantled but um i think that's that's the only way like all these marches and hashtag blackout tuesday and hashtags and fucking marches and they're not going to do anything neither are the riots like the only thing that's going to do something is actually policing the police and making them scared to act that way making them fearful to act that way because that's the way that they control people over there they're scared to even call the cops if they're robbed because they're like oh if the cops show up they might and actually end up shooting or arresting me you know that kind of way so i think like that's the only way they'll listen and um, as cynical as that might sound or pessimistic maybe you know hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, four great voices, and I think, you know, we wanted to dedicate the first half of our podcast to those voices um, and amplify their voices, because that is kind of, you know, the power that Lindsay and I have with the podcast. Um, and that's kind of what we want to talk about from our perspective for the second half of this podcast. So what we want to touch on um, is something that has come up, which is like the kind of 
the pressure on influencers to talk about these kind of political issues and where we stand on that and then also I think we want to talk about which is something that Dennis touched on which is the Blackout Tuesday thing which is uh, posting uh, people today are posting black squares on their page um, in an attempt to amplify black voices but we kind of want to talk about whether we think you know where is the line between social media activism or are we shooting ourselves in the foot well let's discuss how like because this has been going on like you know, it's definitely by the day getting more viral. Yes. But I feel like um, there was different stages with how people were reacting to it, especially white people on Instagram. Um, it's like, first we saw that it was kind of slowly bleeding into like the normal algorithm where I was seeing it more and more as the days were going on and people weren't tiring. They were like, it was oversaturating, like in a good sense. I mean, that like it was just slowly creeping up to be like, okay, actually, people are listening. Yeah. Because we see this stuff, like I said, we've seen this stuff come and go countless times. This mm-hmm. is not the first black murder by a cop, like at all. You've seen through all these posts that this has been a continuous, ongoing thing. And white and black people in America, especially, well, since this happened in America, is like, you know, it's a massive huge problem mm-hmm. the way that they are treated and they're it's it's not going away it's getting worse nothing's being done about it what the fuck so it has been cool to see that with this one um on social media that it has like been multiplied daily daily like more every day i'm seeing like more posts coming up like it's getting more viral more attention and it actually feels like um i think luca said that like they're being listened to finally it's like oh my god what yeah. the fuck finally people are like oh Katya said the exact I think pretty much everyone said that in in some regard that it's like you know li- there's so much power in listening and there's you know that's has been the best thing that I've seen because obviously like the George Floyd murder video and stuff was going around since like early last week I think he was murdered on the 25th of May and um you know I I think it's like you have to see something on Instagram especially like say an IGTV or an article being shared like I think it's like up to five times before you might actually click on through and uh, read that and consume the uh, information because that's the uh, that's why that, that oversaturation is so powerful because you know I'm sure we've all been guilty of seeing like the same IGTV being shared and then after a while you're like right okay this has been shared by six people clearly there's something valuable in here and then you'll click through and watch it I've done it 100% have ignored the same IGTV a few times before clicking into it you know that way yeah. that's just the nature of the beast that's how we operate because there's social. obviously so much and it is like I mean we're going to talk about it as well it's like this like I was saying it kind of crept up and then everyone was talking about it yeah so then you have to read out what is actually fucking of worth here because yes. like there is the balance between like people who are totally just now seeing that this is getting attention so they're jumping on it for clout and like there's yeah. even as a white person you have to be very fucking aware of that well yeah you don't of, want like, to be the white, white savior complex shit, yeah. yeah of being like hold on and you know listening to everyone speak there is like okay why the fuck why the fuck am I even talking about it like it's not our turn you know the way so let's talk about to just listen is the defo I totally agree I think let's talk about the influencer thing because you were talking about that on your Instagram today so because that is something that we can like you know first of all we are people who people have been like I really think you should be talking about this and we are people who have spoken about it online so you know maybe introduce in the sense of what you were kind of speaking about on your platform today just to give a bit of context I think okay so I started talking about it on my stories like obviously I was sharing as was everyone else the fucking memes uh, or whatever you want to call them I don't know if they're called what I don't know if they're called articles, memes I'd like say. articles IGTVs yeah. all of this stuff that I was seeing um, especially from my like you know black Irish people that I know and um, 
stuff like that so I was sharing that but then I was like you know I have to ha- use my voice like I yeah. I think sometimes for me anyway as a white person I feel like um I can't speak on it mm-hmm. but then I think that just like houses my um inherent racism that I definitely do think I do think Irish people not Irish people I do think white people do have that I think it is born I think, think it's I, born do, in us. I, I do yeah like I mean I've seen it through my fucking kids and stuff like I think it literally is ingrained in us from the second you are like born like through media through music like through everything I think it is like absorbed in some way that like um you know it's just a little seed that grows into maybe just even like what we heard say Luca said where he changes his voice to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a white voice that kind of stuff we we perceive aggression and like um I think it was Amanda's IGTV that both of us shared uh where she spoke a little bit about that like how the media kind of um showcase black people kind of all intertwines into this big huge thing so it's a massively layered complex difficult to untwine situation so then I was like I have to fucking face you know the fear and like let my ego go and think of like I have to be able to talk about this and not fear that I'm going to be saying things wrong or whatever and it's not even to talk to try and um, conclude anything because fucking hell like I can't but I think just not being afraid to talk about stuff will always help you learn more, you know? And um, so that's why I was like, okay, I've got to use my platform in that sense. And then I got a message from a girl saying like, oh, you should be putting something on your main feed, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's fucking annoying. Someone trying to police me. She was a white girl who had nothing on her feed, may I add. Yeah. And I was just like, that's annoying to kind of feel like what I don't like about social media is like you feel like, you know, and say with this um, Blackout Tuesday thing, like, tick, that's done. Yeah. And it's not as simple as that. Like, her saying, basically, oh, it's better if you put it on your feed. I felt like this fucking bitch was saying to me, this is going to heal it. Where it's like, don't even try. I hate, again, white saver complex. You're trying to say that this is going to heal it. Where, like, we haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg. Like, we're not, it's never going to be as simple as, like, A, to be finished. You know, mm-hmm. this is like, we finally only just opened up the conversation in probably the most, like, raw honest connecting way I've seen in so long and I think it's like come at a time as well where like you know uh, something that like all of those people that are spoken on our podcast there kind of talked about is like you know Ireland started to become quite racially diverse say in the last like 25 to 30 years you know that way like I say when like our generation our age millennials were the first kind of generation with quite a lot of like you know Irish black people in our schools being surrounded them and like that comes with a level of ignorance like a lot of those people were saying you know so I think it's you know it's come to this pinnacle where those people have all grown up who have grown up as black people in Ireland and are now using their voice and we're all listening and that's you know obviously great so it's like we've as you said tip of the iceberg we've just begun yeah and what as first and if it was as easy as like here's the solution like obviously that would have happened by now you know that way it's like what do you mean? like what that girl was saying to you it's like put this on your feet like that will help more it's like you're basing your opinion off something you don't know and like your pet like I mean I just think that with influencers let's veer towards that a bit you know like that's what I mean like she was saying like oh this could help and it's like I'm not even doing this I'm not trying to position myself on Instagram or using my platform like flexing on the fact that I'm using it as in like you know a useful way whatever it's more so that like this is has to be spoken about end of mm-hmm. end of fucking conversation it has to be like you know end of like oh should I should I like it has to be spoken about it, address that face that and now we just have to follow day by day because you know when I am going to be with my black friends I'm going to be opening up 
asking questions like I spoke to Luke on the phone the other night and was like asking questions that I even feel uncomfortable asking because of my ignorance which I am aware of but like definitely in the past I would have been like because I'm like don't Mm want to showcase that you know and that's what I've kind of liked about the conversation that's happened specifically in Ireland anyway because that's kind of where I'm trying to obviously you know there's so much happening in America but I feel like that can be very easy to be washed away in what's happening in America which obviously has implications for the world but it's nice to also kind of have a local aspect of this conversation with Irish black people so that you feel like you're kind of achieving something more like that you're going to see the fruits of that you because know? I think in the sense of like you know I have definitely thought myself which is wrong and I've heard other people say like oh you know black people are lucky to be here because it's not as bad as in America and I've even heard from some people um, I've been watching online Irish black people saying that they you know, feel almost guilty for yeah. just the fact that they are here and they just ended up here, not there. And yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. A, like Amanda said that on her yeah. IGTV, which so, we'll share again on the the Ikals page. Um, but um, in terms of social media, I was definitely like, so this morning I woke up and I saw, um, I can't remember who it was, but someone had posted the uh, Black Square and I saw that, you know, we're doing this blackout thing on social media and I popped it up pretty early, like I got up pretty early and um, then I, checked Instagram a couple hours later and it was like flooded, flooded, flooded. And I was like, hold on. For the past like six or however many days, especially the last three days, I was going on Instagram and I was learning really, like really learning good, like soaking up knowledge from like all the different people talking about it from all different backgrounds, opinions, you know, like I was definitely learning more so from Instagram um, on like this race conversation than I ever had. And then today I'm seeing black square, black square, black square. So, So it's like, what I and I, I I'll say like Lindsay and I always talk about and this is not again this is where like online activism just kind of gives me the ick sometimes I do realize that there's so much good that can be done with online activism and like it is like a new media form especially when like the media betray the people so much by giving them like false information etc etc mm-hmm. that's a, a different route that we can go down another day however like posting it today gave me a bit of the ick like I was a bit like <sighs> Like, I just felt like, of course, like, I have, I was in the same position as you over the weekend. I was like, oh, should I speak about this? Should I not? Does it look white savior? Does it look like I'm being this? Does it look like I'm pandering? Does it look like I'm ticking a box? But I spoke about it and, you know, had some nice conversations with people. So then I realized, as you did as well, Linz, like, I was like, I'm a podcaster. Like, I have a voice. Like, this is, like, where, this is, like, my kind of currency in this situation. You know, Mm -hmm. that way is to, like talk about it speak about it a little highlight it a little so that maybe someone who and also give our black friends like a platform exactly give our black friends and also share our platform like it's not like that's why we really did not want to come on here as two white folk bitches like our thoughts on what's been going on yeah which is why I'm trying to like veer this conversation more towards like the you know like influencers on any issue where should they speak where should they not speak and this whole like the blackout Tuesday thing like it gave me the ick because I was just like like obviously I'm doing my bit and I know I am but why it kind of goes back to that thing I think we spoke about in an episode a few weeks ago like our our like compulsion to share how good we're doing that's what it made me feel like it made me feel like I was like not sitting back not taking a step back and being like okay I'm not going to post anything online today because I'm going to like absorb some information blah 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 but it felt like it was like and here's the proof I'm doing it my black square you know what I mean and it, it just it did make me feel like and I did do it you know and like this is how Lindsay and I choose to operate on Instagram and in general I guess is like quite quite transparently and I'll be transparent like I did it but I also was like 
what the fuck is this gonna do bitch like I was yeah. just like but I was just it gave me major Coney 2012 vibes and it gave me major what was that one in Paris the like Je suis uh, Paris wasn't it that one I can't remember After but I, I mean that one attack. even made more sense because it was like a memorial uh, yeah yeah for yeah, like totally. people who died at the hands of terrorism but this one is like so over the last few days I saw actually Lil Nas tweet about it which was actually when I was like Maybe I should look into this a bit more because he was like, so you're going to tell me basically that like, I think he said like, whose idea, whose dumb idea was it to go quiet after so many days of like, you know, of uh, momentum. These black squares look like fucking massive, big, pixelated full stop. And that's what I now when I'm going on Instagram, whereas yesterday and the day before and the day before I was going on and like sourcing, like finding out valuable things that never do I see Instagram I go on Instagram every day and you're seeing like I follow um you know a couple of like black activists I'm interested in it anyway but like you know it's nowhere near as much as like what I was seeing over the past three days and Mm. now today it just looked like full stop full stop we're done and I'm like why did we have to stunt the conversation before it even began like literally yesterday was one of the one of the days that like I felt like even more people were talking about it people who it don't was, even usually yeah. talk on camera were coming on and totally. on their Instagram and talking about it and it was just like okay that's cool finally we are actually using Instagram as a valuable way to conversate because like obviously social media and all of this shit is like was an attempt to kind of bring humans closer we're trying to connect with people constantly like that's why we wanted Facebook because we could hang out with people when we weren't even with them so it was like this constant connecting and then it became into like this compulsion to share and show off and it took another fucking thing but like I did feel like you know over the past week it was migrating back to actually just like normal conversation especially we've been in lockdown people are starved for conversation we want to talk about things you know and and yeah now today it was just like yeah some people put up a caption with their black square on their picture but like it it wasn't as um impactful as I found like the past few days so I just was like I felt it was kind of ego driven if I'm if I'm honest and that's why I go back to the compulsion to share like I felt like and I was talking to because I put this up on my Instagram because I was like I'll keep the conversation going man because I I just felt that and I was like I'm just gonna put it on my Instagram because like I want to know what other people are feeling about it because I'm seeing it on Twitter and there's always this divide between Twitter and Instagram like this. I feel like a bit more conversation albeit can be really overshadowed with also like trolls and all the rest on Twitter but there is a bit more of a back and forth and you know varying ideas where on Instagram it's like very much like here's this pristine thing you know that way and very few people use it as especially you Woodlands where you're like talking one-on-one on camera quite candidly um so I put up my Instagram and I got a lot of responses like I never get this many responses but bloody I think I was like whoa okay girls we're listening but it was a good thing you know and mm-hmm. I'd say it was like I'd say it was 80% of people had the same kind of feelings that we are at right now about the black square and about 20% of people were not anti what I was saying, but they were kind of going like, oh, I think it's like a, a nice mark of solidarity. And I'm like, yeah, but that's still kind of ego. It's still kind of like, I, I posted the black square. I'm, a, I'm an ally. There's my solidarity. I posted the black square. And it's like, yeah, the black square you're meant to be is meant to be a symbol for you taking a step back on Instagram and not posting your usual mimosas or whatever the hell else you're posting. And you're meant to be going off and doing all this quote unquote learning. But like, where is the proof that you're going off and learning? And why do you feel the compulsion to also like show like a bit of, you know, patting yourself on the back sometimes? And I feel that's where a lot of online activism can be a bit icky. Like it does so much, so good, obviously. And I, you know, I think that like online activism has achieved fucking loads like look at the repeal uh 
all that repeal stuff that happened a few years ago, a lot of that was fueled by like uh, online online activism. conversations. Totally. Yeah. So, but I do also feel that like you have to be careful in the sense of like, you know, uh, one girl who was uh, DMing me, she was kind of saying that the black square was initially meant to be like a piece of content for people who post content every single day instead of posting their usual thing. So it's basically like being like, instead of my OOTD today, my 100,000 followers or whatever is getting this black square and hopefully they'll, you know... To entice I, their following to exactly. kind of go and educate themselves but as well. She, yeah, exactly. But she was saying that now because of the nature of social media that it is this competitive thing and you don't want to be seen as the one left out and you also don't I again being completely transparent in the morning I was like will I post it and then I was like Ugh, I did get that feeling of like well I don't want people to think that I'm like anti the black square yeah do you know what I mean and that's just a, 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 an honest thing that I think a lot oh, of yeah. people oh yeah and not even anti the black square do people think that I'm anti-black if I don't post the exactly. black square like am I like I'm like no I'm siding with the cop yeah, you know which is like, as Ugh. bad as like well, it's as stupid as even to kind of, again, like I was saying, racism is so incredibly complex to even try and whittle it down to one post that shows your feet. Like, totally, yeah. You know, all these people, like I know fucking people who I talk to or I've had conversations with like white people who definitely have like racism within them and have That's like right, yeah, shown that. And I'm like, hold on, your white square means shit, bitch, because a, I've seen you. A I've girl on you. my Instagram said the exact, I think it was the same girl. Um, She's a YouTuber. She was like, I've seen people post the black square who have said like slurs around me you know that way so she's like so they get to kind of do their little like like it's kind of like being like I've got black friends but I posted the black square it's like okay yeah. so you've got that's like you're like I'm not a racist badge or something and I just find that sometimes it can be very self-serving this kind of like that kind of online activism it can be very like you know my badge of honor and you now no more work here has like to be this done. whole I'm not a racist thing like and this has been something I you know I've been battling with myself I remember back on Facebook seeing a post like we're talking seven years ago of a girl I followed in there and she was saying like she's a white girl from Ireland and she was saying that um you know all white people are inherently racist and stuff and blah 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 you have to kind of take ownership of that reality to then grow it's like even Maya was saying in her voice message about like you have to unlearn first mm-hmm. so that's like the beginnings of the like of the process of change and um, I've always rejected that thought but then I'm like why am I rejecting this for who to flex on how not racist I am like mm-hmm. should I not just acknowledge that this is what they're saying like listen to them and be like okay I'll never fucking know what it was like to to be I'll never know what it's like to be a black person I'll never know I've lived in Ireland my whole life I have be- like never had any like racial abuse or anything my race being made aware I've never had anything like say what Katya was talking Mm -hmm. about about like feeling you know obviously I've had insecurities uh, insecurities as everyone has but her feeling like ashamed about the way that her body looked acknowledging Mm -hmm. that it was different and wanting to stop that like I've never had that and I remember watching an interview with Azealia Banks saying like which really fucking stuck with me she was saying like black women have had big lips for years and it took Kylie Jenner to put yeah. fillers in for us all to be like I want big lips totally so how crazy would that be for a black person seeing that like it was never like seen as beautiful until a white girl got fake fucking lips and then everyone and, like, and lied about it for three years by the and way also, as well and same it was lip bodies <laughs> like I mean now we're like contorting our bodies to look more like a lot of black women's bodies and that's fucking crazy and it's like now it's so it's just like it just feels like once the white stamp of approval is on it then it's accepted you know yeah um, and like yeah I think like on that as well like I, I if someone is battling with that whole because I think like the way sometimes it is worded which isn't 
again me being like I wish they worded it nicer for me but like I think that can put a lot of people on the defense and I think that's a nice thing that now is happening that a lot of people are listening rather than being defensive um, mm. and it is our, also our human nature sometimes to be like nah, blah, 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 I'm, a, I'm, I'm not I'm not, I'm not a racist because like no one wants to be fucking well, thought I mean, of as a racist if you come on a platform or whatever if you talk in the pub or in a restaurant and you're own, like if someone's saying like I do think white people are inherently racist and you own that then you're saying I am racist and that's like mm. almost feels like a, you're labeling yourself as something then there's not much growth yeah there because, like, and it also can feel like stifling and it can feel you know very vulnerable but well, you don't I, see I think, like you don't see I was an ex-racist obviously like sometimes you'll see like I think I saw a fucking voice documentary yeah of, like, yeah I've seen the one as but well. like I mean it seems like a label yeah that's full stop again yeah so but I think I watched a really good video and I would encourage people to watch it if you are interested and it was actually an interview that Russell Brand did with um, he is a professor of uh, race in Birmingham I believe his name uh, his job is I can't remember his name Um, but he was talking about like that that topic and he was saying that how like it's not saying like it's like an individual like you're a racist and like you hate black people or you hate people from other races he's like you know if you are a person who is existing within capitalism because capitalism is a system a socio-economic system that was built off like colonialism Mm -hmm. and uh, you know even the selling and purchasing of any goods be that people or physical goods you know he's like if you're existing within capitalism he's like basically the only way we could make the world not racist is by completely dismantling capitalism and having some other form of socio-economic existence. However, people will, you know, he's like, that's such a long road, you know? So he was like, what we're seeing now is people basically trying to tweak little parts of capitalism to make their life more comfortable, you know? It's really interesting. Go watch that if you're uh, unaware of it. It was really uh, an interesting kind of take on it. Take it back again, like, to... um social media in general now mm-hmm. I spoke on my uh, Instagram about this today and I got most like you know I got a mixed responses and I um, welcomed that or whatever mostly it was you know people agreeing with me and blah blah but either way um, I was just noticing like so like I was saying it, at the start of he was murdered on May 25th uh, to start it took a while to filter in where people yeah. were like I'm gonna say it, it became cool to fucking post about it so for the first few days it wasn't cool at all to really like people the inst- influencers weren't doing it it wasn't cute it wasn't aesthetic and then it became like say with the black square and yesterday and the day before it was like oh if you aren't posting this it's bad so mm-hmm. that's when a lot of the influencers who had been getting comments getting messages being like um you know your silence is very it's screaming at this point like you're literally opting out you're opting to not use your massive platform and that is it leaves a a bad taste in people who follow you like people were going messaging me saying if you hadn't spoken about it I I've been going through all my following and unfollowing Unfollowing people people. I got a lot of messages like that they were like thank god you did it but um which is also cool and it's like then I was seeing I think like two or three Irish influencers putting up the post today being like I um I'm trying to educate myself and then I'll give it and I just felt fucking it just left a bad taste in my mouth of course I think it's amazing that these people are saying that they're going to educate themselves but I don't think that you need to come onto your platform as a concluded yeah versed new ex-racist where <laughs> it's like talk us th- walk us through that because I like why do you have to always be fucking perfect because like we it's not you it's not just like whoever put up those posts you need we all need to educate yeah, ourselves yeah, yeah. and like we all need to try and do that together because like 
this is what I was speaking about on my Instagram. Like, I don't know where to go. Like, I remember, and I got messages about this as well, um, growing up in Ireland, using the word, like call it, saying black person was bad. And yeah. um, colored person was like what we were told to say when I was growing up. So now I think that has changed. And I think I learned from Amanda's IGTV that they actually like their color to be acknowledged. So to say a black person, but then I, it's always so confusing knowing whether I say that or person of color and all these different kind of like complications almost stunt the conversation because you're tripping over your words and trying to like be so careful with yeah, your words. Yeah, because no one wants to seem stupid. You yeah. know, almost everyone wants to seem like they know what they're talking about, especially when you're putting yourself out there to talk about like really, really like, you know, uh, very... Touchy. Touchy subjects like race. It is, you and know, especially one of the... when you're not coming from it from a lived experience yourself. So yeah. you're coming, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that's why when I decided to talk about it on my Instagram and I want to continue doing so it's like coming from that natural state of like rawness and honesty instead of trying to like go off to some freaking racism learning how to be cute on Instagram with your views school and then coming being like well this is what I learned it's like it's not that to me just the the privilege of screaming that you're saying that you can just go off look up a few fucking IGTVs a Wikipedia watch one like black documentary and then like hey guys there yeah it's, it's like because realistically like if you're in any way interested in like some form of social justice which like I would consider both of us would be mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a certain extent you know like you're always learning and you're always absorbing like I've always been and this is again not a flex but it's like so what I'm saying is if I wanted to say when I first started getting into like social justice kind of you know human rights and all that kind of stuff which I'm again no way an expert on I do not know every single you know injustice that's going on in the world however like you know if I was to only choose to talk about it when I come to this like quote-unquote conclusion like I still wouldn't be talking about it you know yeah. let us learn with you that's exactly the and with, like with, how- with influencers you know I saw this post again from a dazed writer I think he was an Irish guy and he, it was kind of funny I think did you send it to me and it was like um why do people want um, oh it was the tweet the tweet let me read it out hold on people getting mad at Irish influencers for not expressing solidarity with protests in another country is so funny imagine turning on the news seeing America in flames and then being like absolutely deafening silence from Rob Lipset on this I like what I think about that is like I understand the sentiment of it as in like you know why are influencers sometimes also held as like moral arbiters or like people who to tell us what way to move and especially people like say Rob Lipset who's Content is in no way political, you know, that way. Like, for for example, if you and I didn't speak about it, I think that would have been like, whoa, what the hell the privilege is screaming? Because we are outspoken people, we have a podcast, and we speak a lot about, not a lot, but we do every now and again touch upon these subjects. Mm-hmm. And the, ma- the biggest thing for me was like, we, you know, use a black musician's song at the start of every single podcast who we have worked with and collaborated with and you know everything else exactly but you know I was like it would be so tone deaf to to be like we'll use the song but not talk about the problems and that was you know something I was talking about but you know and this is what I mean in terms of that like say the fucking like education so like that's what I was saying today like some of these posts saying like I've realised I really need to educate myself it's like how have you only realised that racism exists I can remember that gig we went to two years ago uh, where we saw Jungle Pussy oh yes and I there was racism at that fucking gig yeah like she's a black rapper and there was like like I got you know it was fucking insane anyway I don't want to talk about that but I'm saying it's like 
when something viral like this comes out and is like really in your face, does it not trigger some emotions that you're like, well, look back, say at that gig or remembering some girl in my school who maybe was said something, you know, I'm like, I'm remembering things because yeah, yeah, this is yeah. like triggering something for me that I'm like, oh yeah. So I'm like noticing how things have changed, how I have changed and my views have changed. So it's not like, I can't believe that some people are like, I need to educate now. It's like, have you not been on a constant wheel? Like, obviously, I don't think education ever um, stops. Like, you're never going to be like, you can always learn. But I just find it, I find it like, it fucking reminds me of Bloggers and Fails. When um, I think it was Suzanne Jackson came out and she was like, I'm going to make an anti-bullying like campaign and it will end this. And it's like, where, where's that? It's like, Handy for you to put up your post acknowledging that it's going on doesn't really affect your aesthetic or you didn't have to come on and like, you know, maybe look a bit vulnerable talking about something that you're not comfortable about or you didn't have to stress yourself whatsoever. You just insinuated that you're like busy, busy at home on Wikipedia or reading yeah. like some kind of black novel. I don't know what you're doing. You're not telling us, but you're then saying that you'll come back when you see feel like more fit to be able to uh, converse on this subject. But surely it's now is the time and we'll forget because that's what happens with like online shit. Yeah, like it yeah, is yeah, viral yeah. for one second. We're not going to remember being like, oh, hey, that influencer said that she was educating herself about racism. I wonder when she's going to, you know, let us know how her education got on. It's so I, I kind of feel like it's like handiest excuse ever. It is. It is the handiest excuse ever. And I think like, you know, while like personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be exactly turning to Rob Lipset for, you know, breaking news on like I don't know London racism because he's living there now you know but at the same time I think it's a way that you can judge someone's you know morals in a way of like how are they approaching it are they approaching it you know it's it's more like a character trait as in like if someone is using Instagram and that was a really good IGTV that you and I both shared and she made a really valuable point where she was saying like if you're using Instagram regularly like you're posting pics you're posting stories or you're consuming a lot of stories like if you're you know screen time is at a certain few hours a day like you're actually making a bit of a conscious decision to not post that's what I felt like but before I had spoken about it I was like it actually feels like I'm going out of my way to like almost not say something and it felt really awkward it to post like anything then for yeah, a while exactly and so you know if someone is on like especially in the last few days before this blackout Tuesday thing which maybe we can come back to in a second. Um, there was so much information that it was almost impossible to not be absorbing it in some way, which is the power of social activism. That's like the best. That's end the of power it. because uh, we're constantly, unbeknown to ourselves, getting like targeted by ads that sink into us. So like totally. this was naturally organic. kind of organically, like you know, we were learning. And I think I, I mean, yeah, we'll look at the news and whatever's going on, and it's not that I think people's first thought is what's Rob Lips oh I need to hear what he has to say about it but it's more so like are you acknowledging you have this massive platform yeah acknowledge even that you have that power in numbers that are engaging in your content and I I think it's the fear and the ego again from like certain influencers who want to continuously like look perfect and have the perfect stories and not even like aesthetically but like they would never want to trip up and it's like in this circumstance if you're a white person talking about race it always feels you're gonna trip up but like own that like leave your ego to the side for a while to like 
open up the conversation. So it's not that like Rob Lips is someone who's going to like school us on how he deals yeah. with like being a white man and being like a really anti-racist guy in the gym or whatever. It's more so that like just show the awkwardness of the conversation. Mm. Or like I don't need you to be curated for one minute. Like Yeah. I just saw the power in it myself because I was like you know, consuming so much of it online up until I'd spoken about it and really shared anything myself. And then, you know, it was that thing of like the same, I think it was Amanda, um, her IGTV was shared to my feed like five people in a row. And I 100% was like, skip, skip, not in a way of like, I don't want to watch it, but it was just like so much information overload, you know? And, you know, on the fifth one, I was like, okay, there's clearly something in this that is worthwhile of at least eight minutes of my time really not that long of a time and I clicked in and that showed me like if you are an influencer you know it's not like you have to come on and be like have that conversation because it's not for everyone to come on and be like here is you know my opinions like the way we speak maybe online isn't for everyone but what they can do is amplify voices of others who have who have chosen yeah. to speak and being brave and actually put out their their experiences and help like you know Amanda's video view video now is on like 200,000 views which is so amazing which and, is deadly. and that like- has only not only but like you know a huge part of how uh, saturated on social media that video was was because people were sharing it and posting it to their story and if you know and engaging in it and mm. that's what I'm saying the time is now it's happening now we don't have time for fucking whoever to go off and do their homework when it's now mm-hmm. they're being like imagine if you were a black person and finally you're being acknowledged and this is like being recognized and people are listening to you and like listening to others and learning and that's when like people with massive following are choosing to like go back to the library and read yeah it's like no do it now it doesn't matter if it's not perfect like open up your mouth because like that's what i was saying with like it's like they woke up and they only realized that racism exists like (laughs) if you look inward and you'll realize like i remember um, when I was a teenager, uh, like maybe 13 or whatever, and I was in like church youth group and there was a black family in our church and we were all over in their house and there was loads of us in the kitchen. And um, I remember one guy, like we're all in the kitchen with her mom and her dad and like, and one guy, he was like, <laughs> it's so funny, but your mom's black, like just mentioned something like that. And my friend was like, my mom's white. Like, her dad was black the mom. Okay. We had silenced ourselves with, like, it was almost like maybe our parents had told us never to mention their colour of their skin the or their hair or anything like that. So we never like brought yeah. it into conversation, so much so that we assumed that their mom was a black woman. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, because it, it feels it so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it, I felt uncomfortable saying black woman I I still feel uncomfortable saying that but I'm like I will openly say that to acknowledge them and to also be corrected if I'm wrong and not be offended for that like so if I say something and then you know someone wants to say oh actually it's not that and it's like feels like there's a level conversation I find it offensive for people to be opting out of the conversation it kind of suggests that like what Luca was saying the um, idea of like a black person being aggressive they're not yeah. coming to us like obviously we're seeing you know the different riots and obviously a lot of that is fake news as well which is another fucking thing mm-hmm. on um, to talk about but like I do feel like when I spoke to all of these people that we had at the start of and the podcast when I spoke to each one of them with my kind of you know definitely saying things wrong definitely saying things that could be taken offensively mm-hmm. or whatever like trying to figure out and learn from them but to do so you have to 
you know it's it's an awkward conversation to talk about race it's like talking about money with your friends like it feels uncomfortable but like the more you do it the more normal it will feel yeah well like, we were all here the best thing that I think for Ireland that we can kind of think of as now is like we were here with the repeal thing that was it's such an uncomfortable thing to talk to people you mm. know that way and mm-hmm. it's such a Pandora's box that you feel that once you open it you're going to be you know, this is the true human condition. You're afraid of opening that box because you're afraid of what it's going to reveal about yourself, about your family, about what you've learned, about what you've absorbed throughout your life and about how you feel about other people and other people's choices or decisions or how they live their life. And that's the uncomfortableness. But like you have to be in the uncomfortable area for a while to, you know, get to the comfort. And, you know, it's something that I I, I spoke about. And if, if you don't think you had like, you have a right to, you know, absorb this information or talk about it, like, If you are someone, which I would say 99.999% of people are, and 100% of people, if you listen to this podcast, if you're someone who's absorbing and, you know, loving, say, black artists, black music, hip-hop music, any rock and roll, jazz, any music, so many music forms were, you know, made by black people. Invented by them. Invented by black people to have a medium to speak a lot of the time about oppression, say, in America, specifically with hip-hop. If you are listening to our podcast, and this is not to be preachy, this is like an opportunity for all of us to learn together because you are listening to my music at the start of every podcast. So why do we feel that it's appropriate and okay for us to consume, you know, the great parts of a culture? To appropriate it. Yes. Yeah, well, appropriate it and appreciate it in the sense of like, you know, celebrate their music. But when that community is also going through like a really hard time, we should also be able to like back them up on that because that is... See what they give us, totally. Like, I mean, when you look at the art and the music that they enrich our lives with on the daily, like I, I made that playlist yesterday, which was like full of black artists that I listen to because like... I listen to them every day. I get out of the bed to rap. I need it to like fucking, it wakes me up. It mm-hmm. puts like, like, so I, um, if I'm, if you're happy to take that, if you're happy to do your TikTok dances, if you're happy yeah. to do, pay your dues and speak up for them as well. Yes. Because they're not just entertainment. You, ca- you can't just consume the entertainment, enjoy that and it's shut out the reality. Yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you so much to, for uh, people, Luca, Katya, Mai and Dennis that we had speaking at the start they just really enriched this podcast and spoke on something that we couldn't and spoke so well and opened up my eyes anyway to new things which is like absolutely me too and it is just facing that like it even feels like an awkward thing being like hello can you you know to get them to send those messages you know, yeah because it it's like it's also weird because it's like can you please talk about something that's extremely traumatic for you but I do think that like on both ends of the spectrum like we have to have uncomfortable it's uncomfortable for people talking about traumatic things that happen to them and it's uncomfortable for people to hear about them however it is kind of the only way that it's I think anyone's going to be like addressing the problem the elephant in the room as you and said continuously doing so as well like it's not like nah that's our racism podcast on it's like we will have to continuously speak to our peers and learn from them because and as Kashi said stick up for them when they're not there as well yeah you know Mm -hmm. Um, but there's so much work to do obviously but we wanted to just make sure that we you know used our platform in a way that hopefully something in this kind of you know touched one of you guys and you kind of can go off and do your hashtag education and know that it's not a concluded point it's going to and you're never going to be fully educated in this so put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it dude Okay, guys, uh, we'll be back next week and we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.